Hey, before we get started, I want to remind you that Truce is listener-supported. If you want to be a part of this one-of-a-kind show that asks big questions in an approachable way, become a patron. For just $5 a month, you can help me tell big stories like this upcoming season on the history of fundamentalism. And you'll get access to bonus materials. That's all at patreon.com slash trucepodcast. That's patreon.com slash trucepodcast. Hello, everyone. This episode is going to be different from our normal content. I've got something really special, the second annual Christmas episode exchange. Each year, I put out a call to people in the Christian Podcasters Association Facebook group for five-minute episodes based on the theme of Christmas. Then we all swap episodes, mix and match them, and offer our listeners a sampling platter of content. It's a way for more people to hear about truce and a chance for you to maybe discover a new podcast. This week is also a short break from our series exploring how communism in Russia impacted the American Christian church. We'll be back to that in just two weeks. First up, my submission, which is inspired by the book Endurance and Ernest Shackleton's Attempt at the South Pole. I hope you enjoy. I'm Chris Starin, and this is Truce. The men were tired of sitting around, waiting for the sea to carry them. Their tents rested on ice flows in the Weddell Sea, near Antarctica, but alas, not on the great continent itself. Their ship splintered and sank nearly a year before, crushed by great slabs of ice. Though it was the strongest vessel of the era, she now lay at the bottom of the sea. Their leader explained that the ocean itself could move them towards safety faster than they could walk. But they'd have to wait. So that's what they did, day after day, waiting for the natural currents to push them northwest. It was 1915. Europe was in turbulent war. But the Arctic was a slow, monotonous threat. Cold doesn't kill you instantly. First, it invites you to sleep, to lose faith, or to grow complacent. The men had had enough waiting. They wanted to survive on their own steam, to pursue the land some 200 miles to the west. But first, they had to wait, endure. Finally, their leader gave them the signal. They would move forward, but they'd have to leave much of their supplies behind. Travel light. It would be Christmas in a few days. This would be their celebration. So they gorged themselves on all non-essential rations. Then they walked. Half a mile, maybe a mile per day. Men took turns pulling boats and sleds with straps. They slept in slush. They marched in slush probably dreaming of one year earlier. Back then, they had been warm aboard the Endurance, their strong, sturdy ship. They'd decorated the wardroom with bunting. They'd enjoyed a Christmas dinner of soup, herring, plum pudding, sweets, stout, and rum. Safe and warm. The first officer wrote in his diary, from the comfort of the ship, here endeth another Christmas day. I wonder how and under what circumstances our next one will be spent. 
we, with the benefit of history, know what their next Christmas held. Sledging across slush after a year adrift in one desperate attempt to cross the ice safely. Little did Shackleton's men know their efforts, half a mile or one mile per day, would eventually lead them to safety. Every one of the men aboard the Endurance endured to the end. The story of Shackleton's second attempt at the Antarctic is one of the best I've ever read. It makes me think of the year we've had. Who would have thought a year ago, while we were hanging our stockings and singing our Christmas hymns, that we'd be where we are now? We'd have survived a global pandemic, a recession, murder hornets for goodness sakes. Some of us might be tempted to rest in the cold and slush of this year, to grouse, to complain, to blame someone else. When we look back and marvel at what one year can do, it helps if we inspect our foundation. Is your life built on the rock of Jesus something that cannot fail? Can a foreclosure, job insecurity, disease, the death of a loved one, or the grating pressure of anger sink your ship, destroy your faith? Or this Christmas, will you choose to fill yourself with good food, the camaraderie of those around you, and set your eyes on the greater prize Christ has set before you? Not because you think works will save you, but because you're already saved. Will you take up those straps so you don't know what's ahead? Will you brace yourself against the icy wind of public outrage to place one foot in front of another? Will you help those in your team when they fall, when they can't find the strength to move on? Onward, my friends. We've had plenty of time to complain and lick our wounds. It's time to press onward. This episode is inspired by the book Endurance by Alfred Lansing. If you enjoyed it, subscribe to the Truce Podcast wherever you get podcasts or at trucepodcast.com. I'm Chris Steren, and this is Truce. Okay, that was my submission to the Christmas episode exchange. Now I'm excited to let you hear from some of my friends. I'll let them introduce themselves. Here are their submissions. The last few days I've been reading the birth story of our Lord and not around singing at the retirement home like we like to do or with our kids around the table or at Christmas dinner, but just me alone on my knees meditating upon the whole passage and all that transpired and what struck me so much that I couldn't get out of my heart and mind is Elizabeth and what she was going through. She and her husband, Zacharias, it says in Luke 1, 6, that they were both righteous in the sight of God, walking blamelessly in all the commandments and requirements of the Lord. And yet she was barren for decades beyond. And I'm sure she really wanted kids. They both did. And yet, yet that is something that didn't get answered for them until an angel of the Lord comes to Zacharias on just an ordinary day, working at the temple, fulfilling his responsibilities. And when the angel came, he wasn't ready. He was so stunned that he responded in unbelief. And then the angel said, you're not going to be able to speak 
And he had all those months to store up the lessons and to see how God was working and speaking in him. And his faith was ultimately tested. Zacharias and Elizabeth, when it was time for the naming of the baby, the friends and the relatives came around and they said, oh, this is what you should do. This is what you should do. But they both remained firm against what everyone was saying. Elizabeth said, no, he shall be called John. And then Zacharias and his opportunity to redeem what he had messed up, asked for the tablet and wrote down, his name shall be John. And at that very moment, the Lord released his tongue and he began to praise God and everyone was looking on with awe and wonder. And they got to be the parents of John. Yes, John the Baptist, who was the voice in the wilderness, preparing the way of the Lord. What a privilege. And I'm sure it was hard too. And as I look back on this beautiful story, and I think about my own life, sometimes I think it feels like I'm going through a personal wilderness where prayers aren't being answered and things aren't making sense. I think during this pandemic, so many things, unanswered prayer, so many people dying, it seems like, Lord, we're living righteously like they were, but all these things are happening. But then I look at verses like Habakkuk 1.5, where the Lord says, For I am doing a work in your day that you would not believe though it were told you. And I remind myself, God is doing great things. And in this wilderness time, there will be an everyday moment. God is going to come to me. He's going to come to you to do something extraordinary. And I want to be ready. This is Meg Leesner from Letters from Home podcast, where we like to share everyday extraordinary faith stories. God is a genius storyteller. And the evidence of this is threaded throughout Scripture. In Christianity Today's new show, Holy Curiosity, with me, Kat Armstrong, we explore storied connections threaded throughout Scripture from the Old Testament to the New. Our first miniseries, Connecting Dinah and the Woman at the Well, welcomes experts like Drs. Tim Mackey and Diane Landberg to give us insight and context into the physical location and meaning of these two stories. These stories will spark holy curiosity in your own faith, because once you see these connections, you can't unsee them. God wastes no person, place, or thing. Listen and subscribe to Holy Curiosity with Kat Armstrong on your favorite podcast platform. Hi there, this is Michelle Rayburn from the Life Repurposed podcast and the author of The Repurposed and Upcycled Life When God Turns Trash to Treasure. I'd like to invite you to have some Christmas tea with me for a few minutes, served up with a few cheesy puns. Christmas is a brutiful time of year. But in the midst of hanging the lights, baking and decorating, and elaborate preparations for those parties and activities, it's easy to forget that Christ's presence in our hearts matters more than anything else. Okay, okay, before you turn to hostility... I'll spare you an overdose of my personality. Jesus stepped down to be Emmanuel, God with us, 
to change us. Not so we could give presents and eat cookies every December. Not so we could be comfortable and self-centered and rant and rave on social media. Not so we could just wear a cross around our neck or put Jesus bumper stickers on our cars. He came to change us. This is where I break into song with, Oh Christmas tea, or not. Jesus came to change everything about us. He changes us from within. We become like a cup of hot water infused with tea leaves, and we will never be the same again. But notice how the transformation happens in a cup of tea only when the water is good and hot. Our life isn't going to be trouble-free, and this year has possibly turned up the heat on you. Have you embraced the transformation? Two things happen when Jesus changes us. Well, lots of things happen, but let's focus on two. First, we're steeped in grace. Like when I steep my tea, you know, dunking the bag in a bunch of times. It gets darker and darker and more like tea. I no longer call it hot water anymore, I call it tea. When we're steeped in His grace, we allow Jesus to change our hearts, our attitudes, and our approach, to dunk us over and over with that water so that we become more like Him. The other thing that happens is we're sweetened with His love. Sugar is odorless and colorless, but you sure can taste it when it's in the tea. As people of Christ, we are to be the sweet flavor of Jesus to the people around us. I can't separate out the tea or the sugar once it's in the cup. So as we think about Jesus this season, let's have a cup of Christmas tea and think about this verse from 2 Corinthians 3.18. The Lord, who is the Spirit, makes us more and more like Him as we are changed into His glorious image. When we're steeped in God's grace, sweetened with His love, we give off the flavor and the aroma of Christ's peace. We're brutiful. How will you allow Jesus to change you this season? Who will you reach out to with that love and grace during this Christmas season? If this holiday looks different from past ones, I pray that this is a flavor-enhancing time where God's presence becomes so evident in you that other people are drawn to the light, the peace, the joy, and the hope that you reflect from our Savior. Ephesians three sixteen and 17 says, I pray that from His glorious unlimited resources, He will empower you with inner strength through His Spirit. Then Christ will make His home in your hearts as you trust in Him. I hope He has made His home in your heart. Emmanuel came to dwell with us, to know our sorrow and experience our happiness. Christmas is the perfect opportunity. Sorry, I couldn't help myself. The perfect opportunity for us to reflect and think about what a gift Jesus brought us. As you celebrate his nativity, I wish you peace. I invite you to check out the Life Repurpose podcast where we focus each week on how God turns life's trash into treasure. You'll find it on your favorite podcast platform or at liferepurpose.me. This is Michelle wishing you a very Merry Christmas. Hello, this is Moni, and I'm the podcast host of Moments with Moni. You know, as we gather this Christmas, it may look very different for many across the world. Lives have been in upheaval, but they have also been blessed. I'm reminded of the cold, hard winter our family went through when our sons were young. 
My husband was not able to find work locally and ended up working in the woods, marking trees for the Forest Service. He was very late coming home one weekend. The car slid off the road in the ice. Unexpected things happen in life, but it is never a surprise to our God. While away, my husband wrote a new Christmas song for our family. When our sons were old enough to join in, we all recorded the song, and it is now touching another generation of hearts in our grandchildren. Remember, no matter the situation in life, God has given us the greatest gift we could ever receive.
invite you to listen to Moments with Moni, where we look at life from a biblical perspective, where salt makes us thirsty and light exposes darkness. Until we meet each other here, there, or in the air, Frohe Weihnachten, Feliz Navidad, and Merry Christmas. That's it for this year's Christmas episode exchange, and I hope you enjoyed it. I'll put links to all the podcasters you heard from in your show notes and on the website if you'd like to learn more about each of them. Also, I want to take this opportunity to tell each of you how much I appreciate your prayers and support this year. In 2020 alone, this show grew by several hundred listeners. We won Best Produced Podcast and Best Male Podcast Host at the Spark Christian Podcast Conference. Truce was also featured in Podcast Magazine, where the show was compared to the work of Malcolm Gladwell. Pretty high praise, in my opinion. We went from discussing the history of the Russian Christian Church to whether or not the U.S. is an empire and a Christian nation. We told the amazing story of Ten Commandments monuments, the American coup in Guatemala, and how the Ad Council shaped our understanding of capitalism and the United States. Thanks to your donations, I was able to attend a conference, purchase a backup hard drive for my computer, upgrade my editing software, which saved me hours of editing time this year, and much more. Thanks for subscribing, sharing, and praying. As always, you can learn more about Truce, me, and the podcast at trucepodcast.com. God willing, we'll talk again in two weeks.